back, back, the process. I'm so sincere. Don't respect the process. Your brothers respect mine. You back. I told you nine, ten times. Stop f***ing with me. Oh, back. What you about to witness is my thoughts. Just my thoughts, man. Uh-huh. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode four of the Respect the Process podcast with your host, Barry or Baraza Mwabe, as my parents called me one day. And I apologize. I missed out on recording the podcast last week. Um, it's one of those things whereby I was just feeling down and out and... Maybe it was a fear of being consistent and following through. You know, you start something with so much energy and then just following through. But yeah, it was a tough week. It was a tough, tough week business-wise and just situation-wise. And um, I've gotten over it. I had a good weekend, though. So I watched this movie, Dolomite, Dolomite is My Name, um, by Eddie Murphy. It was on Netflix. Uh, I think someone suggested to me, and yeah, dude, that actually is a really good movie. And I think that Eddie Murphy should be considered for like the next award seasons, the the Oscars and whatnot. His portrayal of um, Rudy Rudy Ray Moore, um, aka the Dolomite was so amazing, so believable. Like, um, Wesley Snipes' coming appearance was actually really good. And generally, this is a very feel-good movie. So, it's, ta- it's based late 60s, 70s, and this guy, Eddie Murphy's character, Rudy Ray Moore, um, is, works the record store, wants to get, has music too, and radio won't play. Radio is... So the radio host there uh, was a character by Snoop Dogg. Wait, I actually won't spoil the whole movie. Maybe some. I mean, I expect you should have watched or tried to watch. But it's a feel-good movie. There's not so many things to spoil. And he wants his records played and it's not good enough. I think at the same time, um, James Brown is popping. And then he also happens to work at... Uh, at this like bar stroke club whereby he's almost like the host and opens for people who come to perform. Whereby if you watch the movie, he's doesn't get like good vibe, like good like people don't, people don't feel him. People don't feel his 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 style, his uh, presentation. So this guy, he asks himself and he talks to his friends. And he's like, "Yo, I've been trying to do all these things for a long time. Um, have my records played." No one is playing. I've recorded a lot of content, a lot of music. And he decides he's going to go a different direction. He's going to, like, tell stories, like, in very authentic ways um, by getting his stories from, like, homeless people and street people. Because remember the 70s, the time, like, how they present, like, black people was, like, that whole... Bill Cosby show thing, like family and family has value. Think about it, the comedies we have from that time that are black, it's all like a lot of like feel good stuff, you know? Um, and even towards the 80s, like the 227s. And I'm not sure if different strokes was in the 70s, but yeah, there's that kind of thing whereby 
they wanted to portray, portray black people, right? Like happy, what uh, uh, in as far as maybe Hollywood or or film is concerned. But then there's sometimes people just want that authentic, that you know, that profane, that dirty, that bad guy. That the real story is like, why we do this, you know? Uh, sometimes sounding a bit misogynistic, or yeah. So this guy gets those authentic, you know, like that guy from Tad, the way he usually has like those real, real stories. So he gets them. And for me, what I took from it is like authenticity. So he starts like recording these guys. He leaves his homeless guy some chums, but then he starts like redoing their jokes. And at the club, he works at night. And yo, um, yo, guys loved it. Guys love it. Like people are laughing. Even the club owner would refuse for him to take that risk because like, oh, snap, this is popping. And then... What happens with Rudy Ray, now in character, the Dolomite, he's like, huh? We need to, um, hmm, why don't I make like a comedy record, like an album, but it's comedy, it's jokes, it's whatnot. You know, and then it has like, like sing song vibes. And people were like, okay, no one will play it or no one wants to listen to it except like this minority or this black clubs. And because him, his rationale was like, if I'm doing it one, the whole country can be able to listen to him. And the record label turned him down till finally someone took a gamble. And what he recorded now becomes a big hit. By the way, this is based on a true story, yeah? Of course, like the movie, the exaggerated Kidogo, but it's largely based on a true story of um, Rudy Ray Moore. And boom, the albums blow up. The dollar. The Dolomite it blows up. People are listening to it. He has like country um, tours and then he's popping. I mean, he has a record label that assigned him. Of course, white dudes. But yeah, it's he's very, he's expanding. He's, he's, he's kind of like scaling up, if I may call it that. And then, but you see, this guy doesn't get satisfied and doesn't get comfortable. You could see like lifestyle change, living good, eating good, um, you know. And... He, one day, he goes watch a movie and he realized the movie is mostly white audience and then it's a white film and then white, like, bland jokes. And he was like, how come there's no content for us? And I remember, like, and he was, hmm, why, why can't we do a movie? And he was like, no. And everyone was like, you're a comedian, you're a musician, you're, if you do a movie, it's too expensive. But for him, how he looked at it was that when people watch his performances, if he does a movie, one, he feels like there's an audience who love his stuff, and then he feels like now that people can watch him across. So there's a lot of doubts, um, and then he, um, he struggles. Um, he uses all his money um, from the record sales. Remember, he's doing well, so he uses all that money as an investment, and then some, because he takes an advance from the record label. So he's taking a gamble on his life, but it's based on his scene long-term if he makes it big on the movies, then he'll be able to be like successful. But if he if he fails, um, he's doomed for life. So he takes a gamble, and there's a whole production. Gets people, has to look for people. He's turned down by a couple of studios. Finally, some guys Kubali, and yeah. So anyway, this guy started from working a record store to getting um, content, to being um, practice, to be co in a comedy club, so nightclub, to now having records, albums, and then it's going to a movie. And 
for me, I watched a movie and then I thought like, wow, that's somebody who's dreaming with his eyes open. And then it got me to, there's a book I'm currently reading and not trying to teach anything, but trying to get some of the concepts I'm currently grasping from the book. And you don't have to read the books, a lot of content on YouTube on, so it's Grant Cadone and this is like 10X rule. It's all about 10X thinking. And the reason like I've talked about a lot of Dolomite is because of what I'm going to say is, so 10X thinking rule is about the principle of taking massive action in, 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 in order to achieve massive goals. And base, basically it's whatever we do, you have to put in like 10 times the effort or plan or have goals to have 10 times the effort to be able to succeed to the levels that we actually want to. So many times you find like, for example, if your business made like 20 million, no, let's say like 2 million this year. And for you, you look at it like for you to make 20 million, it will take maybe what, 10 years. But with 10 X thinking, you could have a goal to make 20 million next year. And then you find like sometimes or many times that is very scary. That's a very scary ambition, scary goal to how, how will I even get there? But it starts with you putting the goal that are beyond your grasp and then almost like walking backwards. So now you see, you realize if you want to make 20 million, maybe I don't have the, maybe it's not 10 times next year, maybe it's not 10 times the time, but maybe it could be 10 times the effort of what you already do. So you, it could be like in resources, if it's employees, do I need to add more? If it's like the amount of time you put, do I need to, do, do I need to increase it like tenfold? So that kind of thinking, it helps you set high goals that even if you achieve something less, it's still way higher than what your original goal is, you know? And the whole thing about the 10X thinking um, is about success being your duty and, you know, and, and success is like you achieving the goals at full potential. So the goals necessarily doesn't have to be necessarily like things to do with money, but could do with things like, you know, family and health and fitness and how you work out. And thinking about it, and then I was just relating to, that's what Dolomite was trying to do. I mean, everything he was doing, he was now taking his goals to another level, trying to think more. I mean, he could have played it safe and kept it in the, the, the comedy records, or once he's touring, it's like I've reached far, but he always kept pushing the barrier of what his goals were, which forced him like to have, um, to make, to take like massive action. So with the 10X thinking, they say like the five, five principles um, that we have to look into um, to be able to achieve this. And the first one, and the and the one which I loved is the first one for we have to take action. But then it's like action is broken down into four. Is the first one is no action. So usually when you want to make changes and whatnot, no action is actually an action. The amount of time it takes, man. You know how many times it's like, yo, I want to go to, 
or go to the gym and then we make excuses for ourselves that ah, you guys I'll start next year it's already midway or it's too close to December or I want to start a business but you get employment has shaken me I'm busy I don't have time you find you end up like living with this don't make action or rate I want to start a business I don't have the money yet I'm waiting for the right time or the right opportunity and then you find like this thing has gone on for years and years and years but you're spending a lot of time um it's ironic but it's true like you also spend energy you spend effort like in not taking no action and the other one is reverse action i think sometimes what like rappers call like hustling backwards you, you could be able to be like now take um actions that are may uh what's the word that are retrogressive towards the goals that you want to do you know maybe you're complaining you're whining maybe you've gotten into like you're drinking more you're sulking more so that means maybe you had something going but then now you're even doing things that like even to uh, take backwards you i mean th- operating with a lot of fear you stop doing some of the things that you're doing not showing up anymore yeah so that is like when it comes to action those are the kind of, that's action that also like takes you backwards and then there's the average action to be honest i feel like i'm more as of now i feel like i'm at a place of average action average action if i can describe it in sheng is like ah ikikami kam it's almost like you do a business everything day to day and then Uh, things will fall in place the worst thing about average action is according to what grant cardone was saying is like most people already live like this oh you know comfortable the results that's how most of society is like don't worry it'll come i'll oh, just want to take your time it's true sometimes you leave and you go with this and all the things happen naturally but you find that you could you could still thrive gradually maybe it's even how our parents like thrived but you know it's almost like you're going in the flow and those are the words we say like oh i'm going with the flow let's see how it comes rather than just being very deliberate about the goals our big goals and the actions that we have to take and then the last one is massive action so massive action this is now based on 10x 10x effort um 10x action so of course taking 10x effort that means like our goals are 10 times what we, where we want them to be that when our goals are like that we actually adjust how we do our things how we and we can't be serious about our goals and like i do whereby i set my goals only let's say once a year twice a year now i'm coming to realize that i can't say i'm serious about my goals if they're constantly not being updated if they're not being reviewed For example, I'm I'm running a a experiential marketing agency, um Amplify, which is the B2B B2B I mean business to business when you're working with businesses behind the scenes, B2B brother or umbrella to, for monomania for our B2C brand whereby we go business to consumer direct to the consumer. I thought I should just explain for those who don't know what it means. And you find that sometimes you look at now the team is small you have four employees five employees if i start thinking on 10x thinking it's what we're doing now and and to turn over times 10 next year that means i have to think of wow maybe the team will look like what like 
like forty uh, people, fifty people, and so that's so f- scary. It scares me so much because I'm like, how will you even get there? What kind of resources will you have? You know, that's the thing. So that's one of the things whereby, um, for me to get there, of course, there's a lot of massive action that needs to be done. So that now it even changes of how I write my goals. And even me just talking about it and even just reading about it, it's actually scaring me even right now. So yeah, so those are the way the actions. So it's all about action, the d- different types of actions. There's no action, reverse action, average action, like most of our are in, and then there's massive action. And you find that the other thing when it comes to the principles, it was goals set by us human beings are usually too small. Sometimes you know you have something whereby, oh, I just want to get a car or I want to get that car. You see, when you set those kind of goals, it's almost like we put ourselves, like even if you fail, it's not so much because my goal is just a Subaru. Like if it's something, if you love cars, I mean, if you love cars, your thing, but your goal is a Subaru. And there's a guy whose goal is, um, I don't know, the Range Rover or the, or, or the Porsche uh, within this period of time. But you see when you put your goals, you see when you put those bigger goals, now you start working backwards, like what kind of person, what kind of income, what, what do I have to do to be able to get that? And or somebody or sometimes in the gym, like, oh, I just want to lose some weight. But there's somebody who says, like, yo, I want to lose to from ninety to fifty-five kgs, or I want to increase, I want to reduce my my body fat until six percent. So I feel like our goals sometimes are not as audacious. And keeping it small also like um, puts us in a situation whereby we can also play small. The third principle was obsession. Sometimes we find that the people who take 10x action to what they do are incredibly driven people, focused. Have you ever seen somebody whereby what he does is like he knows everything about it and he eats, sleeps talks about it, trying to research about it, trying to, you know, everything. You, you've all seen in different, whatever, different industry. If it's somebody, um, a mechanical engineer in what, in say, a renewable energy farm is obsessed about, is always talking about, talking about to expand and this. You all have those people, you all also have those uncles. Someone says it's crazy, like he's always talking about his work or he's always working any free time. I feel like it's obs- sometimes, for you to be able, one of the principles it talks about let me just say i feel like because i'm also learning about it it's like you have to be like deeply immersed in your craft and want to get the most out of it you know you find somebody let me talk about i feel there's somebody maybe running a digital agency and they're talking about all these things all the time telling about who's making moves who's the best creative directors there who's um who's up for what season like they know that information like they obsess it so much and you find that also again society says like oh you shouldn't be like too much on something like oh balance it's true after balance but you find the people who are driven it's almost like they have the tunnel vision whereby they just want to achieve this thing in this particular business which sets them up to take massive action massive steps towards what they want to do and the fourth one, which I find that was actually even affecting me last week, with fear. They say the fear of fear is time. So, for example, when you fear something, like there's some moves I've been fearing, I've been stuck in areas of my business, I've been trying to figure out. 
you find the more time I, st- I spend in that place of where I'm afraid, the, m- the more time I spend, the more fearful I become, you know? So it's almost like time is fueling the fear. It's becoming more and more like, how am I going to achieve this? How do I even figure this out? You don't realize how far you've come from, but you're just like, how am I going to figure this out? But then, Grant Cardone was talking about how successful people, they use fear as, they look at fear as a natural reaction for them to act. So for any time they feel fear, that's like, it's a good thing. I need to act. I'm going to figure it out. They get proactive. I need to um, see what we're going to do next. And I like that thinking because many times it's fear. Like today and yesterday, I wasn't able to go to the gym and I've been consistent maybe the last one month, but this week now I couldn't be able to. You find like sometimes it's like fear, you start overthinking. Then I, I spent one day, I didn't go, excuse. Second day, an excuse. And then it's an excuse. I'm like, ah, why am I even doing this? Like even when I want to go, how long will it take anyway? Like, am I going to do this for two years? Consi- am I going to be consistent? You know, you start feeling, but the more time, but then I realize all the time I have all these things. Whenever you just show up, it's like you forget anything. You just be engrossed in the process and then you just keep going. And the last one is intensity and consistency. That's what I'm talking about. You start something with intensity, like I started this podcast, you start going to the gym or you start reading books or you start, you know, I don't know. Um, you start maybe working on your business plan, but you find like when you allow the energy shift to uh, massively dip, you find that you could have intentions of having massive actions and then it starts with energy and then you stop. Um, being intense, but in a consistent way, that's very vital if you want to achieve your 10x goals. You just have to keep going on those levels that you started with, which means from what we said, like having the goals and now working, having the audacious goals, working towards them, but working consistently. And all those things I've talked about, man, they always creep up. For example, um, we started we started a new Emini event Sundays at Jay's, and I was there on Sunday, and we had just a handful of people from a thing, and then we're used to being successful, but through other things that we do, and I know it's gonna take time because I've seen all the other ones taking time. But you know, there's that fear, like, what am I doing? And this is embarrassing. People will see, like, oh, oh, it's not popular anymore. And even with that, th- that fear, and the more f- time I give that fear, the more I'm going to feed, I'm going to feed into the, the fear and even stop um, the actions. And then if I stop that, if I decide, like, let me not be, cons- if, let me not be consistent, it could either kill it or just, like, limit the amount of, like, potential it had. But you know it's scary, like because we all fear failure. But what's failure anyway, man? It's just, I mean, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it hasn't happened. You know. So yeah, like um, the payoff to this is, as I still continue reading and I'll have more insight after absorbing more content and just reviewing it, is that we should look when you look ourselves, individuals, in all aspects of our lives from. Um, business level, spiritual level, physical health level, we have to set our goals. We have to set bigger goals. 
we only have to set our goals constantly and we have to think about we have to look at 10 times where we currently are when you can read watch some stuff on youtube about 10 times thinking 10x thinking and then apply start gradually applying the principles into your own life and see what it becomes of it i've gone a bit long because i missed an episode but yeah thank you for having me once again respect the process see you next week